0: The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays, live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com. State restrictions apply. Ross, we're brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in store, and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. I'm just about that action, boss. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, December 29th, currently 3.04 on the East Coast, here to discuss the afternoon betting schedule for NFL Week 17, and it's going to be a very special show, As we are now live. You guys know this season and you can see who's with us today. But joining me as usual here to help me break down the NFL Week 17 afternoon betting cards. You know him as a voice of the NBA Gambling Podcast, the WNBA Gambling Podcast, Tennis Gambling Podcast. And of course, here on the NFL Gambling Podcast, it's Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, long time no see man.
1: Yep, nice to see you again. You look well. Uh, Looking forward to going through the afternoon card. Uh, A lot of phenomenal quarterbacks. I mean, you got Jared Stidham, you got Kenny Pickett, maybe Tyler Huntley. You know, we might see a lot of points in these games.
0: This is probably the the least exciting uh, card that we've had, um, at least in the afternoon game, Scott, uh, in quite a while, I think, or maybe all season. That's why we had to get a little more exciting and bring back our friend of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. She's the lead betting analyst at Yahoo Sportsbook, MSG Networks. And, of course, you can also find her over on UFC. It's Minty Betts. Minty, how are you doing this uh, Thursday afternoon?
2: I'm doing well. This Thursday is my Friday, so I'm ready for the weekend, where you just, like, do nothing until the new year. So, uh, yeah, excited to talk these games with you.
0: Yeah, uh, lucky for you, it's your Thursday. I think Thursday and Fridays are more busy for Scott and myself with all the pods that we do. But, yeah, the NFL season is winding down here. Uh, Two weeks left, and then we'll get into the playoffs um, for the NFL uh, season, obviously. But, Minty, I know we haven't spoken in a while about the NFL. Anything that's kind of caught your eye? Anything that's kind of surprised you generally this season? Or have you kind of seen the teams that you expected to be at the top uh, right now, both in the AFC and NFC?
2: No, did not expect any of these teams to be where they are. I have a lot of futures tickets that I've, they're just done now. So it's not been very profitable in terms of like futures betting for me. I had the Rams season total over. I had them to win the NFC West. I had Seattle under five and a half wins, you know, all of it's just like going sideways. I thought the Raiders would be awesome. And now we don't even know how they're going to do uh so yeah there is a lot of things that I did not expect but but nonetheless I mean I've still found ways to make money week to week and uh hey my bangles are doing well so I'm Yeah gonna... I
0: think that you and I were talking about the bangles and I thought they would regress a little bit but yes. um they look really good it seems like they've picked up at least when they were like 3 and 4 and they have won one down seven straight so they look like a legitimate contender again to make it back to the Super Bowl um but Yeah, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, that offense looks really good. Uh, I do have future tickets on the Bengals as well. I picked up some as well as the San Francisco 49ers as well. We'll talk about the Raiders when we get to that game. I know you will have a lot to say about that after what transpired over this uh, early in the week with the news coming down. But, Scott, um, week to week, anything that kind of stood out to you last week uh, before we get into the games here?
1: Uh, Yeah, the Rams scored 51 points. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the main takeaway Uh, for Christmas itself. I was actually on a plane for the entire second half of that Miami game. Tua, I can't be surprised, struggled, especially if he was in fact dealing with a concussion in the second half. Uh, It's weird. It feels like the uh, public, uh, I'd say, cry or or outcry against Miami's uh, medical staff from about two months ago went completely ignored because it did the exact same thing about two months later. So, uh, yeah, not exactly a good job by the medical staff there. Uh, We talk about it all the time. I'll reiterate it again. A lot of uh, teams care more about winning than anything else, whether that involves the medical staff, whether that involves the quote-unquote checkered past or off-the-field issues of other players. People don't really care. They just want to win games, and it's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, it really is. Um, We saw that, obviously, with Tua um, and then guys with the Rams as well, Uh, Cooper Cup missing time, Matthew Stafford, he had the elbow injury. That news obviously came out before the season even started. I thought that was something that would linger with him throughout the season, and it did. But. I thought it would, but
1: the head injury is a whole separate can of worms there. that Three concussions in a, in a year, that, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and I, I, again, don't expect Tua to be back for the rest of the season uh, for the Miami Dolphins as well. Um, let's just dive right into the games here, guys. We have uh, five games on the NFL Week 17 afternoon slate, uh, including the Sunday night football game. Between the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Baltimore, uh, I was about to say Orioles, but Baltimore Ravens. Um, Let's just start it right here with the San Francisco 49ers headed to uh, Vegas to take on the Raiders. It's going to be a 405 Eastern start in this game. Uh, Looking at the opening line, obviously big news that came down. We'll discuss that here briefly as well. But uh, this line opened up minus four and a half in favor of the San Francisco 49ers. That number is now sitting at minus nine and a half in favor of the 49ers here, Uh total open about 43. That number has been bent down to 42. Uh, I mean, let's just get right into it here. Derek Carr decided, or not Derek Carr decided, but Josh McDaniels, head coach of the Vegas uh, Vegas Raiders decided to bench Derek Carr for the final two games of the regular season. Rub, I think a lot of people the wrong way with the way that's been handled. Minty you're, you're in that part of town. You're, you know, you follow the Raiders closely um, what was kind of your initial reaction when you heard about the news with Derek Carr missing or being benched for the final two games of the regular season by Josh McDaniels?
2: I was shocked. I mean, it's such a weird move, but, you know, them benching Carr is basically like – them waving a white flag. I mean, they've pretty much given up on the season, but they they still have a chance here. So I don't really understand the move. Um, you know, in and and that press conference, Josh McDonald said it's because of health and to evaluate a younger player. And it doesn't seem like anyone in the locker room is behind that decision either. I mean, they, yeah. they love Derek Carr, and, and he's been their starter through thick and thin. And I don't know. It's just I don't. I don't like the move. I actually have no problem with Derek Carr, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe this could be a good move, but I don't really. I don't really see it that way. I,
0: I thought. Yeah, I mean, if I was in that locker room and for what Derek Carr did last season for this team, through all the stuff that happened with
2: John oh, Gruden,
0: yeah, and and got him a, a playoff berth despite them losing. I mean. I don't know. I, I just think that Josh McDaniels is not the guy, the, the head coach for this job. And Scott, we've talked about that at volumes about how bad Josh McDaniels has been. What was kind of your reaction when we heard about the Derek Carr news?
1: It's one of those moves that makes no sense at face value. But then you hear all the information about the contract and it makes all the sense in the world. They don't want to pay him. It's pretty self-explanatory. There yeah. were talks earlier this season about letting McDaniels go because he was that bad. And then the owner came out and basically said, we don't have the capital to actually get rid of him midseason. And now you find out if Carr gets hurt in the final two games, you owe him $40 million. So it's pretty simple as that. They don't want to pay him. They're probably going to cut him at the end of the year, and he'll sign elsewhere. You'll have a Derek Carr, I don't know, sweepstakes if you want to call it that way. Maybe my Jets will be interested. But the point is, it made no sense at first glance. Then you realized how much money was going to be saved by not playing him in the final two games. And it makes more sense. The Raiders don't care about winning. They're trying to save money at this point. And benching Carr was probably the best way to do that.
0: Yeah, that makes, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? I think we've probably more than likely seen Derek Carr's last game as the quarterback for the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, let's just dive into this game here. I mean, maybe not a lot to discuss here before we move it along here, but San Francisco laying 10 points on the road here against the Raiders. Uh, we have Sidum as the starting quarterback for the Raiders, um, I think this might be a game where the players in the locker room for the Raiders just don't respond very well to the benching of Derek Carr. And I think we also saw the news that he's not going to be around the team for the final two weeks of the regular season, quote unquote, saying that he doesn't want to be a distraction. But Scott, let me start with you on this game. Any case to be made for the Raiders here to cover this number? Because the San Francisco 40 yards have been absolutely rolling, um, over the past, I don't know, five to six weeks here.
1: Yeah, the only case I could make for the Raiders would be first half, and even that's a stretch because in order for McDaniels to blow this many leads, you have to have some leads, and that means they're usually a pretty decent first-half team. I've seen Stidham play several times. I watched him in Baylor. I watched him in preseason with New England. He's not very good. He's mobile, though, so maybe he can do something, but I don't see it. The Raiders' defense defense isn't very good. The Niners' defense is the best in the league. It's not even close. I mean, this unit's absolutely incredible. Purdy's been very good as well. Uh, I don't think it's really going to matter for the Raiders. You mentioned, Minty, before about how the team might just quit because Carr, you know, was the heart and soul of the team and how they might not respond well to it. They're not going to. I mean, how are they supposed to respond well to it? You had a great opportunity to beat the Steelers. I think your season was over anyway, but you blew the game again in the second half. At some point, you're waving the flag. The Niners are out for blood. I think they dominate this game. They'll probably win an ugly game. I'm not sure the Raiders score a touchdown. Give me some type of 27 to 10 game. I'll lean under, but the Niners might get up early, call off the dogs, kind of like the Buccaneers game, and they'll just wave the flag, keep everyone healthy, move on. So give me a 27-10 Niners win.
0: Yeah, I think this might be more of a home game for the Niners than for the Raiders with a Mm sea of red that might be in the stands at Allegiant Stadium. Minty, any case to be made for the Raiders here, or you're also on the Niners?
2: I, I would probably lean Niners here. I mean, the Raiders were already unreliable to begin with, and this just adds a huge question mark. Uh, I'm definitely with Scott, though, I think that there is a case to be made in the Raiders' first half. I've been writing Raiders' first half as of recent, and it's not let me down since they always blow leads. And uh, Scott's right, you have to – have a lead to start with in order to blow one. so yeah maybe Raiders first half would be a good look um this matchup does trend to the under although these two teams don't really play that often and the totals moved down from 44.5 to 41.5 uh after the car news I don't know maybe Niners team total over would be a good look here um or Niners but I'm not getting to the window with this I, I don't really know how to look at this game really
0: yeah, I mean, look, the Niners have put up 30 plus points in what four, three out of the last four weeks against their opponents, against the Dolphins, the Buccaneers. Uh, and then last week against the Commanders where they did score 37. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess you can make a case for the Raiders in the first half. But I think that eventually the Niners do pull away, whether that's with turnovers or, or getting a defensive touchdown in this game. Uh, Scott, do you have any player props you like in this game?
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> there's not much to like for the Raiders perspective. I mean, are you just going to lean to Josh Jacobs under and just expect the Niners to just clog the box and Jacobs will probably do nothing? They yeah. I don't even need to because Jacobs only gets 15 carries in horrible weather. I don't, I don't know what McDaniels is doing there. But at the end of the day, I do think the Niners should dominate if you want to look at maybe McCaffrey. But then you're worried about them pulling guys, which gets a little tricky i mean if you want to go for a serious flyer like niners defensive touchdown bosa sack you can go for some defensive props there i mean bose is basically a wrapped up defensive player but other than the raiders can block yeah. uh, him especially yeah i don't really have much i mean everything's going to be juiced for stidham interception i don't really see much in general in this game
0: yeah i don't see anything either um uh, let's just move it on to the next game then guys let's go over to a maybe more m- meaningful game for one of these teams minnesota vikings uh Go to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this line actually opened up in favor of the Green Bay Packers at minus two and a half. That number's been bent up to minus three. I also see some minus three and a halves out there now as well. Um, total open about 44 and a half. That number's also been bet up to around 48. Um, currently over on win bet. Um <clears throat> The Packers out of nowhere are still alive for actual playoff uh seeding here in with the wild card spot. Uh they can get in as a 7th seed. They have to win out and get some help uh, along the way. The Minnesota Vikings, they've clinched the uh, NFC North division. 12 and 3, they're 11 and 0 in one-score games. A point differential of plus 5. So what does that just tell us? They have been by far a very, 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 very lucky team so far this season. But um, it's a 3 o'clock game here. We know what Kirk Cousins can't do outside of that 1 o'clock window. Minty, let me start with you on this game. Packers laying 3.5 against the Vikings. Which side do you like?
2: Oh, well, for the last two regular seasons, this matchup has been split with the Vikings winning and covering one and the Packers winning and covering one each season. If we continue this pattern, then it's Green Bay's turn. Uh, I personally, it's a superstition and call me dumb, but I hate betting NFC North matchups. I'm always wrong about it. Um, so I don't know. I may look at a total again. 48, pretty high. I just I just, just want to bet the over. I mean, this matchup is 4-1 to the over their last five. Uh, the Vikings have a top 10 scoring offense. Kirk Cousins, top five in passing yards a game. But he's also one of the most sacked quarterbacks this season. So I can see some turnovers here. Um, Packers have averaged like, what, 26 points per game their last three. They're getting hot. So I can yeah. see them win in cover. Um, I think I would like to see this be a shootout, which is why I want to go with the over. But I don't know. I, I think I'm leading Packers here, minus three and a half, even though I don't really like that number.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, this one is <clears throat> pretty easy for me. I- I'm all over the Packers here. Kirk Cousins, outside of that 1 o'clock window, 21 and 31 against the spread. Um, in games where they uh, Cousins has won straight up, the game a- after, he is 17, 31 and 2 against the spread. I'm oh, sorry, uh, yeah, against the spread after a straight up win since 2017, which is the least profitable quarterback against the spread, so... Look, the Packers have all the motivation to win here. They lost that week one game in Minnesota against this Vikings team. And you said it, Minty, that the these teams have been splitting these division games um, over the past of the or sorry, the past two seasons. So I don't like Kirk Cousins outdoors. I don't like him outside of that one o'clock window. I mean, the stats back it up, the trends back it up for me here. This is best bet territory for me. Packers minus three and a half here. Scott, what do you got for this game?
1: I'm on Green Bay as well. I'm not going to say it's best bet territory, but I do think with potential snow, I am worried about the Watson status. I know it was a bit banged up with the hip issue, but we saw the same exact thing about a month ago. Minnesota was traveling to Detroit. Uh, they were underdogs to a losing record team, and they got buried. Yeah. I, I see a similar story here. Minnesota's been a very good team in close games, but Green Bay, they can run the ball. Minnesota's defense still isn't very good, but in the elements, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Green Bay's defense has gotten better. And the fact that usually, as Minty said before, just selective recall, these teams always split the home games every time, (laughs) every season. It doesn't really change. I'm going to take Green Bay. I like him outdoors in the spot.
0: Uh, Do you have any thoughts on the total there, Scott?
1: It's pretty tricky because Green Bay is usually correlated to unders because the red zone offense has been horrible. We saw them kick a bunch of field goals against Miami last week. They were on or on the ball. I'm not sure what Watson's status is. I normally lean over with these offenses, but I think I have to lean under. And I'm hoping that the Wisconsin cold might limit some of the big plays uh, in general. But I think I think Cousins is going to struggle. So I think I'm going to lean to the under and hope Green uh, Green Bay plays keep away in the second half.
0: Yeah, Watson, as far as the injury report for Thursday, he wasn't spotted at practice um, for the Green Bay Packers. um, So maybe it's definitely something to keep an eye on uh, as we approach the Sunday game between the Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, player props, uh, if any, you're looking at in this game here, Scott?
1: I mean, I, even though I mentioned Green Bay should play keep away, aren't I kind of blindly considering Rodgers over in passing yards? Like, Minnesota can't stop anybody in the, yeah. in the passing game. Now, with Watson being out, you can pivot more to Lazard, maybe Robe, uh, Romeo Dobbs, because he ended up replacing was uh, he ended up replacing Watson in the middle of last week's game. Probably where I'm headed. Maybe Rodgers touchdown passes, but I am worried about the keep away. Maybe if you want to go sneaky with it, Mason Crosby field goals, which yeah. I don't mind. Uh, Green Bay has been pretty awful in the red zone lately. But yeah. Cousins interception is also a fun one. I'll probably take that one blindly.
0: Let me see if we. could I think if we, we're, we're me and you all discuss that every single week. With it's Cousins.
1: always it's always weird though because usually we record on Friday, but it's it's like a race to find out when they initially drop all the player props. So I don't know if yeah. they have the interception prop up yet and everything like Minus that. Minus one ten for Cousins outdoors yeah. in this potential snow.
0: I'll take oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Minta, any thoughts on player props in this game or anything that we just discussed here?
2: No, but I like, uh, I like Scott's thinking of Mason Crosby props. I love kicker props, so i definitely go over there.
0: I'm trying to see here. Kirk Cousins. So he hasn't thrown one in three straight games against the Packers, but in Green Bay, he had games where he threw two, one, yeah, I think I at minus one ten. I think we got to get behind it. And some of it's
1: think. game flow. I mean, you yeah. think that Green Bay is going to smack them? I think Green yeah. Bay is going to win. It means it means they're going to be trailing late in the games. So they're going to have to throw the ball a bunch.
0: Yeah. So for I volume, I like the over. Yeah. Uh, anything else for this game, Scott?
1: Uh, not really. Uh, a lot of it's weather dependent because of Green Bay. So if it's in the snow, maybe I'll pivot a bit more. But that's pretty much it.
0: Minty, anything else for this game?
1: No,
2: nope, I'm good.
0: All right. Before we move on to the next game of the night. Let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor. That is going to be WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states. There's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games. The day of great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Limited estate availability. there's so much to choose from, all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that we sent you that SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers subject to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 20 years older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you're somebody you know who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget to enter the SGP Mini Helmet Contest. From now until the end of the year, just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash helmet to enter that SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash helmet. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Let's get to the next game on the board. It's going to be the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. Uh, home and home game here for both the Chargers and the Rams here. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Los Angeles Chargers at minus eight and a half. Seeing some money come in on the Rams. That number has pretty much consensus at minus six and a half right now for this game. Uh, total opened about 40 and a half. Uh, this number has been actually bet up. To forty-two and a half, currently over on win bets. Starting to see some forty-three pop up as well. Uh, last week, the Rams coming off for of the thrashing of the or to the uh, Denver Broncos in that game, where they put up fifty-plus points. Um, the Chargers getting the victory on Monday Night Football against the Indianapolis Colts to clinch their playoff berth. They got the victory there, twenty to three. First time Justin Herbert is headed to the playoffs uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers. Scott, let me start with you on this game. Um, six and a half right now for the Chargers. Expecting the Chargers to take a step back here and kind of take it easy after clinching a playoff spot, or do you think they come out and just take care of business against this Rams team?
1: Uh, for me, I look at Rams' money line, actually. Uh, okay. I think it's Ooh. a terrible spot for the Chargers. Uh, you're looking at them clinching a playoff spot. They're off the Monday night game. I mean, they beat Nick Foles. I don't know if that counts, but it counts for the record books. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Rams here. They scored 51. They played on Christmas. So they had extra prep time for this game. Yep. Chargers off the Monday night game. So I tend to automatically back the team on extra rest. I just think that it's a great scheduling spot. But the Chargers, even with all the extra possessions and even with Foles handing them the ball three times on interceptions, they scored 20 points in a dump Yeah, against the Colts. Like, offensively, this team is not as good as it should be. Defensively, they've been good. But I do think at the end of the day, the Rams have a very good spot with extra rest time. Chargers might just be celebrating the, the actual playoff spot. Give me the Rams money line. I think they got a good shot to win the game.
0: And I think they're also got to keep in mind that on the injury report, Dervin James, uh, he suffered that concussion. He was a non-participant on Wednesday at practice. And Austin Eckler, there's probably no reason for him to play in this game either. He's in with a knee issue. Probably have to you know let him rest and get ready for the playoffs as well. So, yeah, I, I, what you exactly mentioned there in your handicap there, Scott, was exactly the angle that I had. It was the rest advantage that the uh, Rams have um, in this game. And, and uh, the charges coming off of the Monday night football game, uh, clinched a playoff spot first time in in as many seasons for this Chargers team. Um, And again, the injuries that they're dealing with as well. So I'm with you. Um, Minty, are we making a three for three here with the Rams or are you on the Chargers?
2: Yeah, I really like the Rams plus six and a half. Just like Scott said, I think it's a great scheduling spot for the Rams. Um, I I mean, they haven't been known to score this season and the Chargers although look good on paper should be somewhat elite. They looked a little messy. They looked pretty bad on Monday night against the Colts. Um, if this were earlier in the season, I would probably back the chargers, but now I really, really like the Rams. Um, I, I don't think that the chargers like completely let their foot off the gas here, but I mean, Baker, uh, he's got to play for his career. He's got something to prove here. So I think he's going to keep the game alive, keep this game close and yeah, possibly win straight up. But I like the Rams plus the points.
0: That's a great point about what you said about Baker there that, you know, he's still auditioning i guess next year for possibly a, a starting role on the team that needs a quarterback to fill in maybe for a year or even you know obviously a backup position as well for baker mayfield and i think the one advantage the um the the rams may have in this game or should have in this game is on the ground right we have talked a lot about this season how the chargers rush defense has just not been very good uh they are number 26 as far as yards allowed per game and i also, I also believe that uh their yards per rush attempt is also well below league average. Where they are, yeah, number thirty-one out of thirty-two teams, just in front of, uh, just in front of the New York Giants. So, um, maybe look at some Cam Akers props in this game if he's going to be playing in this game. Uh, Scott props in this game.
1: Well, you mentioned Akers, which is the obvious angle against the Chargers' run defense. I like Higby in the spot. You mentioned Derwin James might not play. Very good coverage uh, safety. I feel like he's underrated yeah. in the category. People know him more as being a tackler and a blitzer. Very good coverage guy. I know that he was always the one shadowing Kelsey in their matchups. But mm-hmm. I like Higby there. He had a very good game on Christmas, and he seems like he's one of Mayfield's favorite targets. I think he'll be able to get loose a couple of times. Yard should be a bit short, so I'm going to go with the over on Higby.
0: Like it. Uh, Minty, any player props you'd like in this game?
2: No, no player props for me.
0: No
1: kicking
2: props? No kicking I-, kicking I thought props.
1: you'd be all over uh, Matt Gay in this one uh
2: yeah no no <laughs> i don't especially the last two weeks i think player pops are really really hard to gauge here
0: yeah i think you're right especially with the baby you know like tonight i think it's a great example for the thursday night football game where what's the motivation for a lot of these guys right because a lot of them are going to be sitting out or looking forward to next week or, or the playoffs or things like that put so. some
1: respect on joshua dobbs's name come on man it's his legacy game out here tonight
0: Hey, I am definitely good. I'm not betting the side or the total, but I am going to be on Josh Dobbs over rushing yards in this game here tonight. I'll tell you that much. I'm rooting for
1: you to find that prop, so I'm rooting <laughs> for you.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, let's move over to the next game of the uh, day. Uh, last game in the afternoon schedule here, we've got the Jets at Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Uh, this is going to be. A 325, sorry, 425 Eastern start. Uh, The Jets get Mike White back in this game. Zach Wilson has just been so atrocious for this Jets team all throughout the season. But Mike White was declared the starting quarterback for this team. Looking at the opening lines for this game, the Jets, uh, sorry, the Seattle Seahawks actually opened as a one point favorite that flipped with the news of the quarterback uh, with Mike White starting. That number is now at minus one and a half in favor of the Jets. Uh, total opened up at forty-four and a half. and a half. That number has been actually been bet down to 42 and a half. Currently 42 over on win bet. Um, Scott, let me start with you on this game here. Jets are a minus one and a half point road favorite against the Seattle Seahawks.
1: So even though I'm a Jets fan, I've stated it publicly several times. I'm an extremely unbiased sports fan. I'll be honest to roast my teams. I'm not going to blindly pick the Jets. Having said that. I do like the Jets in the spot. It's mostly fading Seattle. I think Seattle's not a very good football team. I think that a lot of their success earlier this season was predicated on a really absurd turnover differential, and mm-hmm. that has really just kind of regressed back to the mean, and the defense, as we've seen, is really just not very good. But you're looking at the Jets' offense, not a great unit, but when you're starting Zach Wilson, it's not supposed to be good. But White's a pretty good quarterback overall. They still have weapons. They can't really run the ball, which kind of cancels out Seattle's awful run defense. But he's still got weapons. He got Mike White. The defense with Gardner, with Reed, in my opinion, the best cornerback tandem in the league, and with Quinn Williams being healthy again at the defensive tackle spot is a huge boost. But the Jets, I think, are in a good spot here. It's always tough, though, playing against the 12th man. You see a lot of strange things happen in these December games or January games in Seattle. But the thing is, if Gardner is able to shut down Metcalf and if Lockett's still out and Goodwin's now hurt and the Jets are good against the run – how is Seattle supposed to move the ball in this game? Yeah. I just That's don't see it. I'm going to lean to the Jets in the under. I see an ugly close game, but give me something like 2017.
0: Yeah. Tyler Lockett uh, didn't practice on Wednesday, thing with a hand issue. Noah Font is also a non-participant as of Wednesday uh, with a knee injury. You mentioned Marquise Goodwin as well. Shoulder wrist didn't practice on Wednesday. Travis Homer, DJ Dallas running backs are also mispracticed. So, it's just take a look at the Seattle team. They've lost, what, five of the last six games. Uh, so, I mean, sure, they have an outside chance of making the playoffs, but realistically, um, I just don't think that it's in the cards for them this season, especially with all the injuries that they are dealing with uh, this season and as we kind of progress through the season for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Minty, thoughts on this game between the Jets and the uh, Seahawks where the Jets are a minus one and a half point favorite. What do you like for this game?
2: Yeah, I mean, Mike White's supposed to make his return. Uh, as you said, the Seahawks have lost three straight home games, so I do lean New York here. Um, but I am a little concerned about Mike White just coming off of being injured. I mean, his three starts for the Jets. This offense averages almost 22 points a game, while Seattle has one of the worst scoring defenses in the league. Uh, I did lean Jets' team total over, but both of these teams have been really ugly offensively, so I would go with the under 42.5 in this game.
0: I like that Jets team total over. I just honestly, and and Scott, maybe you can, since you are the Jets fan, how many how many points of an upgrade is Mike White from Zach Wilson?
1: Uh, I, don't, I don't know. The limit does not exist. Uh, I don't know. You <laughs> want to go for like five or six, maybe more. You can make a serious argument, even with all the quarterbacks that we've seen this year, uh, that Zach Wilson is a bottom three quarterback that has started a game this season. And that includes like McSorley. That includes a bunch of other you know replacements in there. He's just not good. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, there's no other way to put it. He's, I mean, he's just bad. Uh, yeah. I think Mike White is a serious upgrade. Minty's right, though. He hasn't played in a couple of weeks. The ribs definitely aren't going to heal themselves. We saw Herbert struggle for a couple of weeks there with the bad ribs. I think you'll end up seeing White look okay. I don't know if I really like the team total over solely because of Seattle. In you know The weather's probably not going to be great in Seattle, but yeah. I think the Jets will win. I like Seattle team total under, though, yes. as my favorite team total. I mean, do you like the matchup with Metcalf going up against Reed and Gardner? Because that sounds miserable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm there with you. I, again,
1: what other options it, do they have? Like their entire yeah. receiving core is banged up. They're missing their second and the third running backs. Even Kenneth Walker's questionable. I think he's going mm-hmm. to play. Yeah. And their offensive line is not very good. Like, I don't know what to like about this offense.
0: Yeah. And the defense has been really good as well, right? I mean, not only at home, but all throughout the system where they have been consistent. So, um, yeah, I think this is going to be an ugly game. Maybe a field goal, field goal victory here for the uh, Jets. Uh, maybe like a 16-13 type of final, 17-13. Yeah. That, that,
1: that Seattle team total, though, it's like, what is it, 20 and a half?
0: Mm, I, don't yeah, think they're scoring, be. I
1: don't think they're scoring three touchdowns. Bless you. Uh, I don't think they're going to score three touchdowns, like two touchdowns, three field goals. I'll take my chances. I, I like yeah. Seattle team total under.
0: Uh, any, I know player props aren't out for this game with all the injuries, but any – well, I see Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker, but any cool. – uh, Player props maybe targeting in this game, Scott.
1: Are we just blindly backing Geno interception?
0: <laughs> yes. I think you have to.
1: I'm curious what the juice will be on that, but I got to assume right. he's going to have to throw it.
0: This is a play of the year, Scott. Um, I was oh, so like, guess is it like even money or something. So the prop is out for Geno Smith over on his. I'm going to give you both guys' guesses on what the what the odds are. Oh, I should Scott, I'll start with you
1: for interception.
0: For interception, for you Gino said it's a
1: bet of the year, so it's got to be like plus one ten or something.
0: Binti, what is your guess?
2: For Gino Interception? Throw, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I
0: not trying to sell his I'm house
2: for
1: Gino. it, so it's got to be a good price, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I actually uh, have to lie that I it's on my screen right now, so I can't not look.
0: Okay. okay. Scott, it's plus 125.
1: Okay. I mean, I feel like that's an autoplay. I'm not going to sell my house, but I do think it's worth the bet automatically.
0: I, Plus I 125.
1: So he's been yeah. quite turnover prone lately.
0: Yeah. Well, he, he threw two last week, didn't he? Let me double check here. I know he had a couple mistakes last season. I mean, he was or playing in like negative
1: 10 degrees for, with wind yeah. So yeah, uh, it wouldn't surprise me. But So
0: he's throwing one in four out of the last five games. Uh, the one game he didn't was surprisingly against the San Francisco 49ers, but... Threw one against the Raiders, one against the Rams, one get two against the Panthers, and one last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. So
1: he's using LaQuan Treadwell out there. Like they don't have receivers. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not
2: good.
0: <laughs> I agree. Uh all right. Anything else for this game into you have anything else for the Jets and Seahawks? I have nothing else for this game. Scott.
1: Maybe zero line field goals. Maybe. <laughs> but I think that's basically it.
0: All right last game of the night Sunday night football a clash of the AFC North um can we flex Steelers. the charger game back we sh- um, no
1: offense I know this game's meaningful the total's 35 like can we can we potentially you know move it back a little bit
0: I would have thought that they would have put like the Vikings and Packers maybe like Sunday Night football or God what else I mean there's like not that very many or like not Panthers, Bucks would be your other option, but that game is going to be ugly as okay, well. Okay,
2: I actually really like this Sunday night game. Like, this is
0: my favorite. No, it's a good game. I mean, it's yeah. it's a, it's a it's a historic rivalry. I mean, you're hoping uh, one more
2: plays,
1: but yeah, am I excited great. about Pickett against Huntley? Not really, to be honest. No,
0: you can watch uh, some NBA action on Sunday nights. Maybe Saturday. a bowl game. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Uh All right, uh for the opening line in this game for Sunday night football. I am seeing the Baltimore Ravens opened up as a six to point favorite, obviously with the news of Lamar Jackson, uh, it's at minus two and a half. I don't expect him to play here. Uh total opened up at 42. That number has been bet down to 35. Um, I'm going to make the assumption that Lamar Jackson is not going to be playing in this game, but mm-hmm. minty, let me start with you on this Sunday night football game. Uh, God, I don't remember who, who I know it was a shootout because I remember betting the under in this game earlier this season between these two squads. The
1: game died, it went under because Trubisky threw like three interceptions. Did it really? Yeah, it went under. I remember because I leaned first calf under. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, lost. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He had, like, he had like 14 points in the first quarter and the game died after that. I think it went, yeah, yeah. 40, I think.
0: Yeah, 16 14. The Ravens got the victory a couple of weeks ago against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Now we are in Baltimore here uh, with Baltimore as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, revenge on the minds for the Steelers here, Minty, or are you going with the Baltimore Ravens?
2: I love the Steelers as underdogs. I know it's plus two-and-a-half now, which I don't love that number, so this could be a great teaser spot even though I don't really bet teasers often. Um, I did grab the Steelers plus three a couple days ago. I always hammer the Steelers plus the points. Um Again on Yahoo Sportsbook, this this is a, a teaser segment that me, Pam, and Mark did, and mm-hmm. so I tease them up to whatever plus nine, plus eight and a half. Yeah, uh, you know, and these are two strong under teams like we talked about, and they both have really stout defenses as well. I think they're often overlooked Pittsburgh and even though the Steelers are one and three against the spread against their AFC North opponents, they're four and two against the spread as underdogs in their last six games. I think this is more of a live bet opportunity for me. I would love to have the Ravens get on the board early and then bet the Steelers if I can at like plus six or better. If you don't want to bet them in a teaser, I don't know, but I just really like the Steelers here and I think they could win straight up as well.
0: Yeah. For the, uh, sorry, Steelers have won for their last five games um over the course of the season now they are sitting at seven and eight I believe they are one more victory away from cashing their season long yeah. um their regular season win total. I'm sorry it was, was at seven and a half so two opportunities left uh which are both division games for the Steelers again Sunday Night Football in Baltimore and then their last week is against the Browns uh at home Scott, what do you like about this game? The Ravens laying two and a half um, against the Steelers.
1: Well, it's a huge game for both teams. Pittsburgh, besides all the playoff, I'd say, miracle draws that they have. Mm -hmm. They got to keep Tomlin's winning record alive or keep the uh, losing record streak, you know, the seasons in a row from ending. Um, We're assuming Lamar is not going to play, right? I mean,
0: yeah, I don't think so. I mean, from what I've read, I don't think he's going to go.
1: The game matters for Baltimore, though, because in theory, since Cincinnati plays on Monday night, if the Ravens win this game, they automatically clinch a meaningful game in week 18, where if they beat Cincinnati, they win the division. So this game actually does matter for Baltimore. Now, they clinch Mm -hmm. a playoff spot already. So this game, you could argue, matters more for Pittsburgh because Baltimore at least has a fail safe where they make the playoffs a wildcard spot. This game's going to be hideous. I mean, (laughs) we saw the Steelers win in awful weather in the Franco Harris game. Very nice drive at the end there by Pickett. The weather didn't help matters. The game was pretty ugly. But the weather's going to be fine in this game, which is a little bit rare for Baltimore in December, January. It's like 50 degrees, sunny, no wind at all. Do I think Huntley is actually going to throw the ball? Because Baltimore, ever since Lamar got hurt, they've run the ball a bunch. They don't score many points. The defense has been good I think I'm leaning under in this game. I don't mind the Steelers' side because in a game where you're not going to have many touchdowns or even points, taking the points makes this makes a lot of sense because Baltimore might score 13 and maybe they win the game. But I am going to lean to the under here. I just see a rock fight. Yeah. You might see Tucker kick a bunch of field goals. That'll be a prop I like. I'm sure the juice is going to be through the roof. But I do think you're going to see an ugly game. I'll lean under. It's hideous. I like a teaser in this game, though. If you want to tease the Steelers up to maybe uh, eight, eight and a half, and you want to tease the total uh, to take the under at like 41, 41 and a half, Mm -hmm. that's probably how I would take it. I love teasers. This is a pretty good teaser game.
0: Yeah, Minty mentioned it. Uh, She uh, teased the Steelers up to whether it's eight or eight and a half Mm -hmm. uh, on a six-point teaser. Uh, I think it's a great teaser leg as well. I think this is going to be – I mean, the line indicates it, but it's going to be probably a feelable game. So the matchup earlier this season where it did end up 16-14 in favor of the Baltimore uh Ravens. So um yeah, I mean if you put a gun to my head, I would probably take the Steelers here, but I think I'm in agreement with you guys. It's a great teaser leg for Pittsburgh. And I, I think I agree about the under as well. Something similar to what we saw a few weeks back, a 17, 14, 13, 10 type of game here. Yeah. uh, where points will be at a premium. Um, Scott, player props of any you like in this game.
1: Well, the total's 35, and we like the under. So I don't really have much that I like in terms of overs. I mentioned Justin Tucker field goals. Yeah. I really am curious what the price on the over is going to be. I saw Maher for the Thursday night game was like minus 170. I mean, Tucker might be minus 170 in the spot. And at that point, I don't know if it's worth it, but you're assuming they'll attempt a couple. I don't really have many thoughts for player props here. I'm just expecting an ugly game. And I'm hoping that... It turns into a fun one, but let's just say I have my doubts.
0: Yeah, I'd probably look at just taking Huntley's under on his, like, passing yards or passing attempts or completions or something Mm -hmm. like that. Trying to go back and see what he did in that game. I wanted
1: to make a case. Well, he got injured. injured. He had a concussion, and Trubisky Uh, came in for the final three quarters. I don't know if that applies, but, I mean, I was thinking maybe Fryermuth, maybe Deontay Johnson, because he's kind of been one of – Uh, pick its favorite targets lately Mm -hmm. and Baltimore secondary has been a little bit iffy Mm -hmm. every now and then, but once again, I don't, I don't see many points, so it's pretty tough to find player props. I'm expecting a rock fight.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, probably another stay away game here. I mean, God, we have some ugly games here in these (laughs) four o'clock windows and Sunday night football. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for the, uh, games kind of went through that quickly, but I mean, not much to say when, A lot of these teams don't have a lot to play for. I think we had one significant game between the Vikings and the uh, Packers. And then the Sunday Night Football game here between the uh, Ravens and the Steelers. All right, so before we get into our lock and dog and best bets here, uh, let me tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. And at Underdog Fantasy, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royal games or even draft your best – Sorry, your playoff best ball teams they also have a ton of daily games for the nba and nhl plus when you use promo code sgpn at underdogfantasy.com you get a 100 deposit match up to 100 that's under that's underdogfantasy.com using promo code sgpn for a 100 deposit match up to 100 dollars all right, let's get into some picks here for this afternoon, Week 17 uh, games. Scott, why don't you lead us off, my man? Uh, lock, dog, uh, player, props, anything that you want to give out?
1: So I was kind of wondering how I wanted to go about it because the Rams' money line is definitely the fun play for the dog, but I really like that 6.5 or 7. I think I'll do it that way. I think I'll take the Rams plus the 6.5. I think I got a good shot to win the game, so sprinkle on the money line there. But Char- Chargers is clinching a playoff spot. Offensively, though, is still not great which tells you why I don't think Staley's a great coach because you're an offensive minded head coach and your team can barely reach 20 points every given game uh, with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But the Rams are playing well. They're one of the rare teams that have nothing to play for, but have looked motivated and shout Mm -hmm. out to McVay for getting the team to actually care about these games. But I'm going to go with the Rams plus the six and a half as my lock, but I also like them on the money line.
0: All right. And for your dog, what do you got?
1: I'm going to steal yours. I'm going to take Geno Smith interception at a plus 125. I like the value too much. It should be at least somewhere in the minus range. It should be minus 110, minus 120. But I mentioned the injuries to the wide receiving core. Even the running backs are banged up. The offensive line isn't very good. You have Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed and a lot of very good corners you're facing. And the weather might not be great in Seattle. Geno, plus 125. You said an interception or more in four of the last five. It's a bargain. I got to take that.
0: Yeah, the regression is officially here for Geno Smith. Um, as far as at least throwing interceptions, it's so, a tough um, beat on
1: the comeback player of the year award betters there because uh, I don't yeah. think he's going to get there.
0: Yeah, but. it's probably Saquon or CMC. I think. Yeah, um, at this point for that. Yeah. Um. All right. Let me give out mine, and then Minty, you can give out your best bet as well. Um. I will go with the Packers minus three and a half as my lock here for this afternoon games again we just talked about the motivation perspective Uh, Packers I think if they really wanted to again mail the season in that Rogers would not be out there we would see Jordan Love out there and if they're still fighting for a playoff position right they could still get in as that seventh seed and Minnesota uh, in the three or three o'clock window with Kirk Cousins that's not where I want to put my money we talked about the stats of Kirk Cousins in that time frame also how he does after a straight up win like they did have last week against the giants he's just hasn't been very good and they're outdoors been, yeah and they're outdoors right so weather is going to be a factor for uh kirk cousins there so um i will go with the packers minus three and a half as my lock uh for my dog i think we have to go double dog here uh
1: I said Scott. I stole yours, so I already knew eh, you were okay. going to take it, so it's
0: fine. <laughs> then maybe the, the, our listeners put more money on it. So Geno yeah. Smith plus one twenty-five to throw an interception. I mean, Scott already went through the handicap. I'm not going to repeat it. This is a, more of a value play here for the um, for the for for this interception prompt for Geno Smith. So plus one twenty-five as our dog here for this week.
1: Once again, my bonus dogs Rams money line.
0: Yeah, uh, that is currently at. Let's see. Was that so like
1: 225?
0: Has to be that? uh north of two. Um I'm seeing. I'll take it. Yeah, plus two forty, I see plus two forty five over on Winbet as well. I mean, so. Minty,
1: if you're gonna offer me an extra fifteen cents, I'll take it. It would be rude for me to say no. You're
2: welcome.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Minty, close this out strong. What's your best bet uh for this uh NFL week seventeen afternoon games?
2: Okay. Well, I said it. The Steelers Ravens game is my favorite game. I like the Steelers more in a live betting opportunity. Um, I do think the Steelers win straight up here. I think they can play from behind here as well as the Ravens in their last three games have only averaged two points per second half. I mean, come on. Their offense has been very lackluster, very underwhelming. I think the Steelers can get going here. So Steelers plus two and a half. If you can find a plus three, that'd be better. Um, But I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if I think they're going to win straight up. So give me the Steelers to win straight up here.
0: I like it as well. Again, uh, motivational um, angles are are plenty in this game, right? Uh, For both teams, but more in particular, like, you know, Scott mentioned that, hey, we want to keep that uh, non-losing record streak alive for the season wins for uh, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin. So, yeah. It's also a prime Tomlin
1: spot. He's getting points Sunday night football in a rivalry game. I'm not the biggest Tomlin guy. But he usually struggles as a favorite, a massive yeah. favorite, in a look-ahead mm-hmm. spot or something like that. Mm-hmm. He usually gets his team ready to go in these type of games. Yeah,
0: yeah, hundred percent. All right, that's gonna do it for this uh, edition of the. Oh, and uh, does,
1: does Minty have a dog or? Oh, Minty, money uh, a dog? That's the
2: lock and the dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, I didn't realize <laughs> you were gonna
1: take both. Okay.
0: Yeah. Plus two and a half, and then plus uh, one twenty-five for the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, for uh, for Minty this week. Um. All right, that is it. NFL week 17 in the books uh, as far as the episode goes here. One more week before we get to the playoffs. Uh, Scott, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, bud?
1: Uh, Not really. Uh, Looking forward to the new year. Uh, It's been a lot of fun in 2022 and hopefully we'll make even more money in 2023.
0: Yeah. Last episode uh, for the year. Uh, for the nfl gambling podcast at least for uh, scott and myself uh, on these afternoon games but again we back here for next week and then obviously the playoffs as well it's been a it's been our first season doing the nfl gambling podcast it's been a lot of fun uh hopefully we put some money in your guys pockets hopefully we can do that for the playoffs and then of course we'll have off-season pods as well but we'll we'll get to that when we get there minty i will give you the floor here anything you want to plug anything else you want to mention before you get out of here
2: you know what guys nope just follow me on twitter and tiktok at minty bets uh also next year find my work uh on ufc fight pass as well uh on the show called ufc on the line and as always every monday on msg network i will be on the betting exchange
0: just rubbing elbows with Dana White is Minty over there at UFC. Really cool. So, yeah, definitely check her out uh, with the UFC season uh, coming back in, what, a week and a half, two weeks, Minty?
1: Oh, no, it's, yeah. like, a, it's like a month. To yeah, UFC, it's, it's like a month layoff. Oh, okay.
0: It's really unfortunate, but they got yeah. a month layoff.
2: I film in two weeks, but, yeah, it doesn't come back. Oh, okay. <laughs> well,
0: great. We'll wait for that, then, the actual season to kick off in a month or so. All right. Uh, Make sure to follow Minty uh, on Twitter, like she said, and TikTok at MintyBadScalo. Follow Scott on Twitter at Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. And make sure to follow the NFL Gambling Podcast account at SGPNNFL. Uh, We will wrap up the 2022 year as far as pods with myself and Dylan for the Monday night football game. It's going to be a doozy between the Bills and the Bengals. Look out for that. Until then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride.